0: Hello. Bob. Brian. All right, let's get Sue in here. One second. I'm heading downstairs. Can I take it we're not live? We are not live. Mm-hmm. Hey, Daniel. Oh,
1: I can't hear I, anything.
0: You can't hear anything?
1: There we go.
2: Hold on. I'm not doing this right because I'm trying to add Sue, and I'm, like, sending you Sue's contact information. Hmm? am like, huh? I've done this a hundred times. I'm adding Sue to the add people sue okay i just like sent you sue's resume apparently
3: mm-hmm.
2: not sure how i pulled that off <laughs> What the heck is that? Sorry, that's,
1: Sorry, right. that's the, our uh, ice maker. Ice maker. will no stop no in okay, a I second. There's no 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 somebody running water. I, funny
0: thing is, as soon as you said that, I remember that from a previous episode. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: loud. It's because it's right in the kitchen, and we're
0: in the kitchen. So. Right. Like Daniel, like, live. Not yet. We're the fucking
1: fucking cat is in the sink. I'll be right.
2: Daniel, you can say "fucking," unless, <sighs> unless Bob wants to put it in the restriction section. The restriction section. No,
3: no, no. All
0: right, we're going to the live stream right now. Organization: A million moms against whatever.
2: One million moms. I would love nothing more than to be boycotted be one million, B-
0: million moms, Hence the restricted section.
2: I would, I am making it my goal to get one podcast of mine at some point in my life boycotted by one million moms. That is my goal in life. Well, I'm saying it
0: right there. Why, is that why you want to just go ahead and put everything up on the mainstream? I,
2: I think I do, nice. and we're welcoming the live stream. I, I, I literally,
0: I, I think it's like the most pointless group in in
2: humanity. One million moms. So I would, I would love nothing more. They go after Ellen. DeGeneres. They have
3: like a,
1: a nice sounding name. How could you be against moms? Well, there's like
2: 17 of them. Their goal is to have one million moms. It's false advertising. Not. Now, I just want to say real fast before we we have a packed <laughs> podcast. We we've we got Robin, we got Robin Williams. We got what we got. Ready Player One. We've got a ton of stuff to do tonight, but I just want to point out um, just, just breaking news, which is Puffler related. Mm-hmm. We recently released, <laughs> this, this is totally Puffler related. Now you've, you've listened to the many Jen podcasts over the years where we've tried to, you know, work with Jen to understand who the governor of her home state is. Which is, uh. which is Rick Perry. Remember the time he, he was primary? Did you get all confused? We had to sit her down. And we just recently had, um, we found a little podcast where she's talking about how she didn't know who Rick Perry was. He can't be that popular. I've never heard of this man before. And in the same conversation, hinted that she thought that Bin Laden was the vice president. So like, We've had some issues with Jen. Breaking news. As we're going live, Rick Perry, every, we finally learned who he is. We finally, 12 years as governor, we finally learned who he is. Rick Perry now indicted.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: so he will soon no longer be the governor oh, of Texas. she
1: so will have to learn a new
4: governor.
2: She will. So. We'll have it's to play. It's Wendy US Davis. 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 She's She's says, who
4: cares about the governor of
2: Texas? Texas. So,
4: Texas.
2: Texas. Texas. So that was our breaking news is that Rick Perry has been indicted in the few moments it's taken us to learn who he was. Mm-hmm.
0: So we had that. Nice. Good night, everybody. Good night, Good night everyone. We hope this you enjoyed this nice episode of Point of View Weekly.
2: That's why the door to the fr- – we're just doing domestic things right now. That's why the door to the freezer is loose because Herbie tries to open Herbie it. Herbie
4: tries to open it. He
2: spends hours a day pulling The damn on it. cat. The damn cat. <laughs>
4: He's a white cat a few minutes ago, folks. He's like eight pounds of of just pure terror.
3: He is.
4: It's a pain well, in the butt. Well, that's funny. I have 150 pounds of pure terror with me, too. Hi, Bonnie. Oh, Sure. No, no. No, she's dog-sitting.
2: Wait a boy's 150 Bonnie's pounds. Bonnie's
4: not there. She's got other dogs. No. Oh, dear. Yes. I, you haven't heard him no. barking in the background? Really? I have not. Not yet, but I think we did last week.
1: A little bit. I have. can't
4: believe it. he's been barking his head off. His name is Harvey, and he is terrified of his own shadow. And I had a friend oh. stop by to drop off a key tonight, and and the two little dogs ran right up to her and jumped on her and said, hi. And he took one look at her and ran. And she's like, he's so pretty. He's like a big polar bear. Mm-hmm. But he's very afraid of me. And I said, yes, he is. He's Aww. very timid. Poor thing. He's trying
1: to find a back
2: door into the fridge. This is fascinating.
4: No, it's irritating.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't seem excited. I just No,
1: it. you know what it is? We we keep finding him in the kitchen sink.
2: Is Ryan eating something? Does attention? he like the water? I am. I'm actually breaking my own rules.
1: Well Danielle came to the
2: what? podcast with the There's cookies.
1: like nothing in there except for an empty bowl that's been washed out. I just haven't no. taken it oh, there's the there's dog. I just haven't like it taken out. it out of the sink. But I think yeah. he's convinced there's like a little tiny shred of chicken. No. So he's—I he's, don't know—he's
4: he's looking
1: yeah. for it. And what happened the other and day? And the thing is, he doesn't seem to care if his feet get soaking wet because they—they no, do. Pets like, don't care about their feet. Yeah.
2: The thing in the, the um the well the... Chuck
1: does if he steps in water. Oh good God! What do you call the
2: thingy in the in the sink that protects the bottom of it? The the
3: rack.
2: The metal rack at the bottom of the sink. He tried to overturn an ice cream scoop I left in the sink. And when I tried to pull him out, he grabbed onto the rack. Like, you're not his, taking me. His feet get stuck. His feet got stuck, and I had to, like, take the sink apart uh, to get the damn cat it's out. Such a pain. You know
1: what? He's in the sink. Whatever. Should I just turn the water on? No. He'll get out? No, he could hurt himself,
2: that's fine. All right.
1: So, anyway. All
2: right.
0: Good night, everybody. Good night everyone. Oh, no. you
4: guys are silly today. Alright, now you know, it's Kat- interesting.
0: Speaking of what kind of cookies are you eating just out of curiosity. It's here. a
2: gluten free uh...
4: It's
1: called a choco lot cookie. Mm-hmm.
0: What happened Do was we it?
1: got this new um, this new vendor that we started selling at work and they're a local company mm-hmm. here. Uh, they're an entire gluten free um, cafe and they make really great high quality pastries. Um and so we got in a bunch of their product, but one small problem with these cookies is the bags that they're packed in keep opening, like, on their own. So we can't sell them, because they keep yeah. opening. So my boss was like, just take these cookies home, because she knows that we're both gluten-free. So she gave me, like, five so cookies. So can we tell
2: the company just to get different mm-hmm. bags? We'll
1: yeah, that's well, she got credit for them, so it's not like we paid for them. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, here, take these cookies. I'm like, okay.
4: You
2: know who has the best gluten-free foods anywhere?
4: Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently we have a Doctor Who bar. You have a Doctor Who you You're
2: in charge know. of tourism over here. You're trying to bring me every sex toy store in Portland. You're a Doctor <laughs> Who bar. I get no mention. No, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's alright. I wouldn't drink. drank I mean,
1: we're right. not really like bar hoppers, really. Well, yeah. It so. would have gone, like, mid-afternoon. Hi, do you have anything to eat? Well, I just want to give, <laughs> give two
2: shout-outs. Uh, shout out, shout shout-outs. Shout. Shout
1: outs. Oh, God, it's the calls to sac thing. Over to sack. Is
2: it shout-outs? <laughs> shout-outs um, to Kat and Scarlett in the audience tonight. Scarlett has a friend who um, had surgery recently who did very well, so I just want to yes. shout yes. that out. And the second one is I was talking to Kat this morning, and, um, you know, I asked her if she was going to be listening tonight, and she's like, well, I haven't finished Ready Player One yet. So I'm like, well, mm. well, we'll go home and read that. Read mm-hmm. that right now. Mm-hmm. And she and she even made fun of me on on Facebook. You know, like some of us have lives, and she found the PDF and promptly read the entire story. Yeah, so yeah. so she's on. Board. She
1: read. She read it all today.
2: Well, like 194 pages. Of, wow. She might be oh, from I like the, so like, like, from the key, like from the Lady Chi school of well, reading.
4: Yeah, I went on the. um I finished it in two days again this week. I
1: went on the. Amazon page for it because I wanted to see if there was a free audio sample. Because I just wanted to hear Will Wheaton reading there, it. There, there is it, one, and it's long. Like, I didn't think it would be, I thought it would just be like 38 seconds to a minute, audible. but it was pretty long. All
2: of my favorite news and entertainment vid feeds. Among these was my own channel, Parzival TV, broadcasting obscure eclectic crap 24-7, 365. Earlier that year, GSS had added a new feature to every Oasis user's account, the POV, Personal Oasis VidFeed channel. It allowed anyone who paid a monthly fee to run their own streaming television network. Amazon purchased Audible, so they... Oh,
4: that's why it was offering me a free thing. Yeah. I yeah, take care of free,
3: uh, They also the did trial. the thing,
2: which I, I'm not a big fan of Amazon recently, but um, if you are, they're doing that thing with um, Kindle Unlimited. I guess if you don't have a library card and you want to pay $120 for free books, you can um, get unlimited books off of a select list from Amazon. And for many of them, if there's an audible version, you get that for free as well. So for those oh, of you looking for that audiobooks, that would be
4: worth the ten bucks a month
2: if you like the books. But I, I it, you know, it might be worth it for a few months until you exhaust the supply of books that you want to read, and then you can
1: mm-hmm. go back to yeah, books. yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know that. So. Oh, so I had a fun thing earlier while we're still shooting the shit. Uh um, we we haven't even started? Oh,
0: we the show didn't start yet. the show. Well, well, start the show. We should start the show. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, do do the show
4: it three, while Ryan has
0: I food. In the I, room.
4: I go for my mouth. Hurry, monologue.
0: Monologue? Okay. Well, in that case, let's start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota, it's the morning show that really isn't Point of view weekly.
1: I'm stressed that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's
0: no. Bob? Bob! If you call <laughs> me
2: Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm
4: sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a fun She's gonna operator. like have Doesn't to she,
2: whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you,
4: Ryan. <laughs> I smell real mouth, nice
1: actually right now. How is it possible
2: you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts.
1: Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. Oh,
0: wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly.
1: I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh my way, I can't cook. I, can't I
2: was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning uh, dinner. No. You burnt
1: dinner. I smell. did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did uh. it again, even though I. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Then why were you doing bobs then? I'm there? so sorry, Be Mom. Your
3: own woman.
0: Wake up and smell the. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, oh, wow.
0: Hey, everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was oatmeal. season 2A, hey, Bob.
1: Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up hey, and I smell the Oatmo. Oh, the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody.
2: Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Poopwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear.
1: Aw, oh, not in the poltergeist kind of way.
0: No, not in the poltergeist kind of Live, <laughs> we all watched Jen finally die.
1: Y'all called me and it was the on Jen, so what are I you felt- doing? <laughs> I
3: blintered my fits and I was looking
0: for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, I mean, oh wait, you guys actually got quiet. I was expecting you to actually get quiet.
3: <laughs> Bob, we
4: the time limit.
0: Bob's getting very grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. <laughs> I am drinking.
4: Oh. I wish that I won. This would be a fun
0: party. You only oh. get vanilla ice cream? I do. Like, not even
4: a topping? God, this
0: explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got
4: three.
0: I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy?
4: They, 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 are so they start with N? Yeah. good <laughs> letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes.
0: Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say a condom.
4: I say if
2: Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his
0: business. <laughs> <year>. Challenge accepted.
4: <laughs> Racist says nope. Sorry, Bob. Right.
0: thought you'd have my back.
4: It doesn't even have the print. <laughs> <laughs> it's fracking cold here. Right, I feel as though maybe
1: you should be writing down the setup. Because every week we do this, you're like, now how do
3: I do this again?
4: Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been
2: a little picky, has she not?
3: Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down. Oh, I He's slowing oh. down.
0: We have everyone watching at <laughs> the exact same time.
2: It's a <laughs> ginormous file. This is awesome. It's, it's like blu ray Is it like, <laughs> <It's laughs> like one-tenth speed bothering his puns.
1: <laughs> this is exceptional.
0: You know, I'm turning 30 this year and I'm not getting any older.
1: People had no interest in being my friend.
0: <laughs> really? If mean, you, you my can
1: see perfect. out of his one good eye, he might
4: make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm me- m- thing that bothers <laughs> <at one> McGorgasm?
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious.
4: It's harder to say than Mayor. That's funny. It's <laughs> the only thing I haven't been able to figure out.
2: Uh, we'll get working on that right after the gangbang. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> oh this is a poop oh <laughs> in the episode.
0: I want to go back. Wake up to the smell of somebody who's been in the oasis for three weeks and haven't taken off their haptic suit yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is Point of View Weekly. The morning show yet not really morning show, a part of the Partific Weekly Family of Podcasts. I'm your host Bob, and joining me is the usual crowd. Starting off with my good friend Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing?
2: I'm wonderful, Bob. And you don't hear haptic being used no. uh, too often mm-hmm. in, in 2014,
0: so I commend you. Yes, I, I tried. I was like, I almost kind of screwed that whole thing up, but it kind of like four extra <laughs>
2: syllables in there. But I, I you, could, you did very well. <laughs> Oh, well. Anyway,
0: also.
4: Yeah, he's been listening to Will Wheaton say it, so he knows how to do it. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, God. I love Will Wheaton, but we'll get to that. <laughs> joining, uh, joining us tonight is Danielle. Danielle, how are you this evening, afternoon, or wherever it is, wherever you are? Stark
1: out. Oh, I'm doing good, Bob. I had to take a nap so that I could stay up uh, for our podcast because I'm an early riser. And I needed to make sure I stayed up to discuss Ready Player One, because I'm so excited.
3: Yay!
0: Um, yeah, I, I ended up taking a nap today, too. Yeah. Vacation is really exhausting. <sighs> I just was, like, so, so tired. I'm sitting like, your, nap
1: time!
0: Your actually Why
1: did we ever get rid of nap time? I don't know, but anyway.
0: Oh, America. Yeah. Anyway, and then finally joining us is our ever-lovely producer. Joining us in, from the producer's booth, Sue, how are you doing?
2: Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see how soon was going to respond to that question. You know it's coming. It's came 69 times before. I don't know.
4: (laughs) Uh, I am. I am not feeling well tonight. Thank you, Bob. But I'm hopefully going to make it through the podcast. And if I disappear abruptly, you'll know why. I got a right
2: sound. Clip, right. I got a great sound clip for where Sue's going to be. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. Let's yeah. just say Richard Hammond has been there. There's a Richard, big there's Richard a, Hammond and I big have a Big Bang Theory
2: episode <laughs> where where uh, Sheldon wants to give Penny her Christmas gifts, and he didn't know which one to buy her because she didn't know what he was. <laughs> she was going to get for him. <laughs> So he buys one in every price range. Yes. So he's like, I will feign gastrointestinal distress, run to the other room, look up the price of her gift, and give yes. her the appropriate gift back.
1: But of course...
2: <laughs> Sue's not feigning.
1: But of course, she gives I him not. a priceless gift of an autographed napkin of Leonard Nimoy.
2: Now, I have to say, Sue has invited me into her home, and he did. It, was the, it was Oh, the, you it
3: was damn cat!
2: He could grow his own Leonard Nimoy. Sue has, you know, welcomed us into her home. Sue is family, so I just mm-hmm. have to say, Sue... If you feel as though you must excuse yourself for a few moments, feel free to bring us with you.
3: Oh, <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> Bob was like, "What? I did not sign on for that." Paul was like, "This is like communism." <laughs> <he
4: doesn't laughs> <I don't> <laughs> oh man, the problem is Ryan that if it happens, I'm going to have to move fast and to stop and grab the computer That's and true. unplug things would probably make right. things disastrous. Oh, we will miss That's you, true. Two.
2: I think that happened on a POFA episode, and I think I, like, replaced Gemma, the guest host, by the time she got back.
4: Uh, Yeah, possibly. That's familiar. We've done that with Mike, as well, when the table collapsed. That was
0: actually who we
2: did it with. We found
0: it. I remember. I was on that episode. You were.
4: Yeah,
2: the table. It was, like, episode 60 or something. The table fell.
0: And he, like, tried to save
2: it and, like, dove on it. I remember that.
0: (laughs) Yep. Crazy.
2: So this week... um, the, I think part of the shoot the shit is going to be something very sad to happen. Robin Williams mm-hmm. passed away.
4: But wait, she, wait, did, did Danielle have something she wanted to say first?
2: Are we going to oh. Robin, We're going to retract the death of Robin Williams. Sorry. Yes,
4: let's retract it. It wasn't death like a huge
2: deal. Yeah, protect, well, not the death of no,
1: Robin Williams, No, 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 no. It, it wasn't like it. Was. It was just, <laughs> I was just feeling frustrated earlier because it's not, and it's by no means like a major problem compared to all of the major problems people have and in the world. Can't wait to see where this. Is but going. I just really get really frustrated sometimes because my skin is so super sensitive. So. I convinced myself that like I was gonna die because I burned my arm like a week ago. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But it wasn't bad. It was a very small minor burn. But my skin is so horribly sensitive that it, of course, blistered into this huge thing. And I can't wait to tell my story. It's gross and whatever. And it's scabbed over now. It's like in the healing stages. But mm-hmm. I noticed when I was at work earlier that it was like really red. And I'm like, oh man, it's getting like really red around it. And I'm like, oh my god, it's streaking. Like I'm gonna die. So
2: I'm gonna cut into the, the moment here with with what they're gonna die. Now Danielle's s- skin is so sensitive that i don't know if i ever told the story she she burned herself a few years ago and she she was having an allergic reaction to the cream that they were putting on it so they would put cream on it and then put a band-aid and it right. would, it would we, get. We
4: have heard this. Yeah, story. it
2: got huge and huge huge. Mm-hmm. that was because the band-aid kept getting bigger. Yeah. Because the, the of I have pictures. is horrible. So it was her whole, her whole arm. So it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I texted her. I was doing my best
1: like Draco Malfoy impression. I'm like, I think I might have to lose my arm.
2: So this is, this is the type of employee she is. She calls me from work. I'm getting red streaks coming out of it. So my first reaction is, you know, I will meet you in the ER. Her thing is, oh, no, I'm still going to work a full day. <laughs> I'll go after work
4: yeah uh, I was like I, I was, was just gonna good, go to like and, the bakery needs yeah
1: me. I was gonna go to like an urgent care thing because it's be yeah. faster than the ER and they can treat minor burns
2: because I'm sure people want you to be baking your cake with the mass infection so
1: like you know Bob probably knows this like you know I have to wear a uniform because I'm working in a kitchen so right. like it mm-hmm. had, has sleeves it has long sleeves but they fold up whatever. So you can adjust the length of the sleeve. And like, so after I get back from calling Ryan, I like just fold my sleeves up a little bit higher so that it's not constantly like kind of brushing against Rubbing. my, my forearm. Mm-hmm. And within like a half hour, the whole thing had calmed down and was like not really red anymore. And all the streaks were gone. I'm like, really? That was all just from like my sleeve hitting my arm. Like oh, it, wow. it was crazy. I'm like, what? What is with my skin? It's just, like, so sensitive. I forgot my lunch today. So so I I didn't have to go to urgent care. I was so worried that, like, I would go and, like, it would take forever and then I'd be late for the podcast, but no. No, no I
2: I always brown bag. I forgot my lunch today, so I went out to get lunch. So I'm driving back to work when she's, you know, calling and texting me saying, you know, that she she has 20 minutes to live, but she figures if she can work for another 15. minutes. Well,
1: no, I don't think it's, like, I think it's only dangerous if you completely ignore it.
2: Which you were doing. So well, No, I wasn't. She, I mean, so I, would've, tort- I
1: would've I I mean like for days. I mean I think like yeah. you know.
2: I had a coworker yesterday he almost chopped the bit of two of her fingers off. Like, like, no feeling in her fingers, gushing blood. She's like, I'm not going to the ER. I refuse to go to the ER. So she's, like, band it, still bleeding 36 well, hours I hate later. To
4: say
1: she's
2: it. saying, oh, Danielle should have that looked at. Like, the no, Scientologist no, next no, to me who doesn't believe in modern medical care is saying. I that.
1: hate to say it. If you walk into an ER nowadays with a gushing wound on your hair, and you're still going to wait for an hour while they oh, yeah. see everybody else that came in in front of you, and, and then they'll get to your gushing wound. I mean, it's, like, ridiculous now. I remember walking. That's why I didn't want to go. I'm like, I don't really know if it's – I mean, it's been a week – uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not really even open to infection anymore because nope. it's completely scabbed over. Like it's you really. Not... Ha- you
2: really have to walk up to the front of that line and say heart attack. It's the only way they to get you in.
4: Or like labor. Actually, um, putting heart the is staple through my finger uh, put me up at the top of the line. I said oh, I said good. passing
2: kidney stone in real time, and they had me sit under a coffee table. I
4: know
1: that was bullshit. I that's thought all so I'm as well. Say.
2: I felt bad for that guy. It was bad. I felt bad for that poor man. I know. What man? Well, they put me in a room. You know what? It's really sad. You know what it was?
1: It was just, it was bad because the day he had his kidney stone, it was the most crowded I've ever seen.
3: The ER. And even like, even
1: the nurses were like, it's never usually this crowded. It was insane. So usually, like, at the hospital where we're near is like, if you go into the ER, you get your own little room. Not like a not with solid walls, but like it's all partitioned. It's private. Like yeah, there's I didn't there's get that. curtains and everything, and there's that. usually one person per room. But like they had people everywhere because it was so busy. So Ryan, they just stuck him in like a room with another person, and there was a little. Well, here,
2: no, no, no. She's leaving something out. So they stuck me in a little room. You know, and, like, the nurse is right there, and the nurse is, like, my age, and I think it's okay if you're feeling nauseous in front of a 72-year-old woman, but you don't want to be nauseous in front of, like, someone who could be your friend or something, the, the age of the people you hang around with. So it's like, I'm feeling really nauseous, and I think we had, like, I had, like, Chinese food for lunch or something that, nah, you know, just wasn't bad. bad but. So I, f- I felt really bad, but, I like, my mother's there, Danielle's there, and I f- I'm like, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. And afterwards, I didn't realize that there was a guy sitting directly next to me with the screen. Well,
1: up. there was a lovely little curtain.
2: I didn't know he was there, so like,
1: sorry, buddy! And he yells back, all right! Because you okay. can tell he's in bad shape, too. It's okay, because I think he was actually in for food poisoning. Oh, really? So okay, I'm, I'm sure him. he understood. All right,
2: well, this is one of the best conversations we've had, I think, since the um, the, the Cat Urination episode a few ago. <laughs> all
0: right. Yeah, now guess what we're going to be spelling next week, listeners? Yeah.
2: Uh, let's uh, talk about fungus uh, now. Can we talk about Robin Williams or just yeah. someone else? Yeah, let's do
0: that? Yeah, oh, that. I just want to add one thing. Just I, want, I, am, I am sitting in front of uh, of a glass window looking out on Lake Tahoe. Aww, it is pretty. beautiful here and awesome. And I'm far away from my place of work as possible. So I am very, very happy. And tomorrow night will be the Alpha f- Friends and Family Test of the Oars Chapter 2. So I got a lot of work nice, ahead of me. But it sounds also, yeah.
2: relaxing. Friends and family.
0: Hey, you guys were at the farm for like I know. a week and a half. So it was I'm only here for a week and, and a half.
1: ever it was, it was wonderful. We didn't want to go. I'm just like, yeah. I just want to like, live here. They didn't want to go home. I didn't. Well,
2: we
0: didn't. The fact that the tornado to was home. destroying our home. That's
1: how that I know it sounded so, bad. Like, I didn't we want to leave.
0: We just create a commune on uh, Sue's property. Sioux you farm? could? Yeah.
4: Okay. Well, how's your, how's your mother? She's doing all right. <laughs> good. Yeah. She, uh, I went home for a little while this morning, and as and, uh, so I was getting ready to leave, she said, are you going to come back this afternoon? And I said, well, let's see how I feel after I get food in me, because I went right. and worked for four hours without eating. And I decided that leaving the vicinity of the house was probably not a good idea after I ate some things. So I have not been back to check on her. Yeah. Well, I'm sure mm-hmm. she's fine.
2: She's scrapped.
1: But are you, you're having mm-hmm. to stay overnight with the dogs, right? Yes. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I have two more weeks here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. But it's fun, except for the barking dog. That's, that's, yeah. As he barks. Oh, that was, that was kind of cool. <laughs> That was it's good therapy. timing.
0: timing. Nice timing.
4: He's been driving me nuts. Um, oh. Most of the time, I don't. He doesn't bother me, but he barked so much yesterday. Stop. <laughs> He's like,
2: show him the He's picture of the chicken down. you killed. It will
1: scare him into
2: submission. Well,
4: see, you're also He's used, used to laying like, down, working. He's not even
1: up and excited. He's just well. And she's used to Bonnie, who doesn't bark like at all.
2: Well, Bonnie like, barks when she's happy. Though no, the, she growls. When, well, that's true, true. Doesn't
1: really bark.
2: Yeah, that is actually true. Yeah, she runs headfirst into doors as well. Oh yeah,
1: that was sad. So interesting.
2: So, so Robin Williams, I'm going to try Robin Williams. Take yeah, three. earlier no. this week. We were, like, we, dinner, you
1: we were like, we had just finished dinner, and you had gone. I had
2: run out for. I had you run, run, run out. down. Like I ran down the street, and I came back, and I looked on my computer, and like in the short time I've been gone, Robin Williams died. Well,
1: at least like that's when we got the that's news. That's when we got the news. Um, I was like, "This can't be for real. This is to be like fake news." I was so surprised.
2: I gotta say too is it, it hasn't really hit me yet because I remember like if like because I'm a political geek. When Tim Russert died, I was like beside myself yeah. for like the next few days because it was because I had watched him like every day. I had watched him that morning. You know, I I was very familiar with him. I don't know right. if I've watched if I've watched you know Robin Williams in a while, but he was kind of like that guy who was always there yeah like you knew everything he did and whatnot i used to watch morgan mendy a lot when i was a kid mm-hmm. you know a lot of the movies mm-hmm. he was in it that really hasn't hit me yet i don't think that he
4: well yeah. and it's yeah i was talking with cat cat and i i think we were on the phone for like four hours we were sitting and just chatting yeah catching up and she had just gotten off and one of my work friends had posted it and it came out under a news heading And I immediately went to, like, Puffer or whatever and said, this is what I'm seeing. Has anybody else heard it? Is it true? And then went back to Facebook, and it was everywhere on Facebook. And I was like, well, I guess I should have just looked at Facebook first. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just was like, oh, this can't be true. It's a hoax. Right. Yeah. It has to be a hoax. Mm -hmm. And it's not a hoax.
2: Yeah. Well, because I actually had – there was a hoax going around. It's actually the only thing I've ever reported on Facebook because I think it's a horrible – not like a joke, but like a horrible gag is um, these sites. This one showed um, the guy who plays Daryl from The Walking Dead, and it said like "actor found dead." And really? He's, yeah. And then you click on it, and they're like, "Ah!" Um, I'm like, "That's not funny. It's not funny." So like, I got really irritated by that one. Um, so then I saw Robin Williams, and you see these all the time. Yeah. Someone says, yeah, the I they never "Don't do, they so.
1: do it to um, who's that actor?" They do it to all the time. Oh, um, uh, uh, that, uh, well,
4: you know who I mean. Who's the, I, I'm going to – because oh. I don't watch Glee, so I don't know this guy's name. I think his first name is Chris.
2: Yeah, he, he was quitting Glee. But,
4: well, he was on The View because the T te- V's on in the house here all the time because the dogs like to have the TV on. Oh, of course. And so the other day, I walked in just as they were interviewing this guy, and I was like, Word oh, this grand. sounds interesting. It's a children's book or a young adult book. I want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And he said that he had been on a plane, and he got off the plane, and his cell phone just lit up. And he's like, oh, God, Twitter said I died again. You know, so apparently it happens often where they say that. Well,
2: someone hacked him and said that he was quitting Glee, and everyone's first reaction was Glee's still on the air.
4: It's odd
1: to, (laughs) I feel like it is odd. Not, well, not odd, but, I mean, when celebrities die, obviously, you're very much removed from Real grief because, you know, it's not like they're a family member or a loved one. But the only, it's weird, the only other actor that I remember when he died and I just remember feeling really sad was mm-hmm. Richard Harris. Harry Potter hadn't been out that long. I was really just getting into Harry Potter. I was loving it. And so I was like, oh my God, Dumbledore died. And then of course I had seen him in other movies too, but I just remember feeling sad because, you know, it was just like, he just seemed like such like a nice person. And then, with Robin Williams, obviously I was you know, I was really sad. Um, but I kind of felt more sad in the days that followed because I started reading all well, these stories it. people had about how he was just an an incredible person. I well, mean it's one thing exactly to, it, to to have said, like yeah. the talent and he was outrageously funny. I mean, I I think he was hysterical. But just knowing that he did really great things with his talent and with his with his, you know, good fortune was well, it's like hear.
2: responding to celebrity death is there's there's a lot of different things that happen. It's your familiarity with the, the with the characters that maybe if it's an actor that this person plays and like right. it's like John Candy, Oh, I've seen him in a million things. Right. And, and like mm-hmm. I used to watch him all the time when I was a kid. There's that nostalgic angel. The angle, angle. Um, there's mm-hmm. another She'll piece of it, change. which is if you if you know you know the actor personally and things that the well not personally, but if you are familiar with the actor not the characters they play, right. but the right. actor and you know things they've done in their own lives that mm-hmm. inspire you, or you find inspiring. And the other bit is how much this person may have changed your life. Can you imagine how we're going to all be in 50 years when Joe passes away? No, I mean that's oh, It's, no. it's ha- like there's actors who in, in, there's are actors actually, and celebrities.
1: Like, I hate to say it, Maggie Smith. Yeah, well, when she goes, oh, I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm gonna ball. <laughs> like I <Yeah>. know
2: it. <laughs> but like, like with Maggie Smith, she's you know entertained you for years. Yeah. With someone like Joe, she's changed lives. Right, and Absolutely. that's the thing. Right. And the thing is, Robin Williams. No one will deny he's an enormous talent. And there's also that bit where you've seen him in everything, so everyone feels like they're they mm-hmm. know him. Mm-hmm. But it's in the days after they pass when all of the people who used to work with him came forward and said hey, he and he it's, did this all he did this it's all good it's things. It's all
1: good things. And like I think the saddest well i guess saddest it made me like kind of tear up like the tribute that i saw was someone took the um, image of the genie from Aladdin mm-hmm. and made did it you. hugging Robin Williams, which I was like, oh, my God, that's so sad. Because, like, I mean, when I was a kid, I watched Aladdin. Yeah. I must have watched Aladdin, like, once a week. I loved that movie so much. Um, well, the one they gave me... So that character
3: definitely, when, uh, definitely uh,
2: Yeah, of, like yeah. when um, Liz Slavin from Doctor Who passed away, yeah. they did one with canine crying saying goodbye, mistress. Yeah. Like, that one yeah. yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's pe It's people that you've never met, but you just know they're wonderful people that it just makes you feel...
1: Yeah, he's especially just, it's just such if they a go loss of talent. You especially know. if they go
2: before their yeah. time, and
1: yeah,
2: I think it's the one thing I've noticed about this is that because he he committed suicide, you know, and he did suffer from depression, and they're saying he's also had Parkinson's disease, and he had some other stuff going on as well. Is I think it's um, giving people a new perspective mm-hmm. on suicide because I think that a lot of people would, you know, probably before this, you know, a lot of people would knee jerk and say that suicide is a very selfish act because of the, the way it leaves people behind. I think I probably said so at some point in my life. I know you have, like, it's just mm-hmm. been a knee jerk thing. You know, don't take that way out. Don't hurt the people that you're leaving behind. But when coupled with depression, which it may be coupled with in almost all cases or many cases, it, you feel as though you're doing the world a favor, and, and I think that's the, the understanding of depression, and, and the fact mm-hmm. that there's other people out there who feel the same way. Who now people near them may be in a better opportunity to help. It, right. it's, it's telling that his death right. may have actually saved
4: hopefully well yeah. other yeah. lives
2: because he's mm-hmm. so like, if, if this can happen to Robin Williams, who can this not happen? Right. You know what I mean, yeah. I mean it's someone mm-hmm. who perceived mm-hmm. to have everything
4: Well, and here, and Kat just posted something in the chat that just makes me so mad. And that people are cyberbullying his daughter, yeah, which is that's, just that's, bullshit. That's, what is that yeah. about?
0: Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is basically—they've uh, just shown dumped on her. how she's, vile they can possibly be. Basically, she has left most social media websites. Yeah, uh, because of all of the crap that she's been getting from. The various people of the internet. No, whether they're like, following
3: like, the, I know. Whether they say, are either. they
2: saying like one message to her, or is it just all the asses are coming out because Russian Law was speaking?
0: I don't know. Well, I just, I just, I just, I just, that I just think she... that I think most people are just on the internet are asshats. Let's just put it that well, way. And
1: they're just, mm-hmm. yeah, they're looking for a response.
0: Right.
4: Yeah, I, you know, I. I have a limited amount of what I see on Facebook because I just see what is from my friends. Right. Um, and, you know, and they throw in advertisements and stuff here and there. Right. So almost everything that I've seen, except for the Rush Limba- Limbaugh thing, have been just really sure. touching stories. yeah. And so f- for my part, the Facebook experience has been really good because I've seen some really neat mm-hmm. things Ryan, would you like to answer Don's question about what Rush Limbaugh is Rush saying? Rush
2: Limbaugh um, in, in
4: ten words or less.
2: Uh, Robin Williams killed himself because he's liberal. He tried to make it into a liberal conservative argument. Which uh, is well, so not even an argument. He's, starting, he's going the end culture route, which is if I can say the most outrageous thing, my name will go to the top of you know every trending mm-hmm. site in the world.
1: It's like yeah, because yeah. depression cares what political Poli- views Pol- you have. I mean, come
2: yeah. on. Like I'm, like it's I'm, so a, like I'm a very political person because I because I get fired up by that stuff. But it's like come the hell on. But I mean, the thing which I actually like about Facebook more than Twitter, it, and you've seen some newspapers do this in the comment section, because if you want to see the dumbest low in the human race, but yeah, any article in any major newspaper... And go to and
1: read, the comments. Read the first five of
0: Go to the comments. comments. Go to the <laughs> comments. It's all about comments. What a lot, so
2: lot of so newspapers true. have it's done is saying, okay... We will allow comments, but you're going to give us your real first and last name and we're going to verify you're who you say you are. If you want to post, you post and tell us we're who you are. Yeah, you can't
1: just be a stupid troll and say things that you're just trying to get a reaction. And I
2: kind of like that about Facebook is that if someone wants to go on and be a moron, all of their friends will see how stupid they are. I'm, I'm. That's why you just created another account, but I digress. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people are, if you're that stupid to post, some of this crap, you're not smart enough to know the eye your identity while you're doing it. But I mean, that's the one thing I like. I, you, it, social media can be such a wonderful thing, and it can be such a horrible thing at the same <laughs> time. But luckily, there's loud out there who spend their time yelling back at them. So
1: yeah, I <laughs> I, I thankfully didn't, well, I, didn't I see either. any of the negative. Yeah, I heard about what happened with his daughter, but I didn't. I don't know the specifics about it, but.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I I mean the day he died on on August eleventh I mean my Facebook feed was just overwhelmed with all basically just it was every, all, just good th- good things all, i mean it was yeah. people just remembering or being sad, but not in a mean way, you well, know, just that, saying, I loved him mm-hmm. in this movie, I loved him in that movie, well, or that, you know what I mean? It
2: was just all good go stuff. Go to Rush Limbaugh route for a second, you know, bring politics no, into it. No, no, not, not. no not, that, <laughs> not the route. Preferably but, not. But not the route, but, you know, talk about politics for a second. Like, 50 years ago, Congress's approval rating was 70%. We agreed on most things. Now you can't even name post offices. There's so much no. paralysis because it's become a team sport and everyone mm-hmm. knee-jerk disagrees with whatever the other guy is for. They don't even care what it is. You can trick them and say, I'm for it and I'm against yeah. it and watch Flip that back and forth. Every single person was saying how much they love Robin Williams.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like except Russell Limbaugh, but yeah, except else which is like, good
2: because yeah. if he's again, if he's against him, we must be for. Yeah. So I mean, that's we can do that, but like for one moment again, ninety nine percent of people were in total agreement. Yeah, right. So we can't be that far gone as a race, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know.
4: And you know, some of the stuff that I saw. I mean, all the "Oh Captain, My Captain." Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of the late night shows had mm. taped. Before, but the Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. I mean, he, I really liked what he, he he did. He showed a clip of Robin Williams on The Tonight Show the very first time he was on. Mm-hmm. And then he got up on his desk and said, oh, Captain, my captain, we will miss you or something like that. Jimmy and I Kimmel just thought,
1: or Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy yeah, Fallon. Yeah, because yeah, I, I saw, saw that, too. I saw that, too.
2: Yeah, and Conan yeah. was uh, recording so, when the news broke and he... I
1: watched uh, Jimmy Fallon's and... I mean, he almost couldn't get through it. He was very mm-hmm. emotional. I, I I watched his and I watched Conan's.
0: Conan's um, is good too.
1: Yeah, it's just
4: it's uh... so the uh, you know some of the little tidbits that I absolutely loved was that he he loved giving out treats on Halloween mm-hmm. and, and he didn't care if kids came to his house. He he welcomed them. Yeah, and that he gave out candy bars with toothbrushes. <laughs> I mean, how cool is that?
1: And I loved how he gave Conan the bike with the sham. No, char- no, Did you strange. see that one? I no. think it was the next night. It was not the night that the news broke, but it was the night after. And mm. Conan, he's, he's like, I'm a little more composed now. I want to share my my memories. And he said it was early in his career. He was kind of not in a great spot. You know, he was getting a lot of criticism. He was worried about his career. And Robin Williams sent him a bike, like a bicycle. He goes, and not only did he send me a bike, he's like, first of all, who gives you a bike beyond the age of five? He's like, but it was the most obnoxious looking bike ever. It was like bright green with shamrocks on it. (laughs) And he just, he was like, it was just so funny because he's like, I felt ridiculous riding this bike, but that was the whole point was just to make him laugh. And I'm like, that's just great. Mm -hmm. And he said at the time he hardly knew
4: him. He had met
1: him like once and he just sent him a
4: bike. Yeah. yeah, I love well, that. The the two other stories. One, I was with my garden lady today. We have a garden helper, Annie. I think oh, yeah. Yeah, we met it. Annie.
1: Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Briefly, yeah.
4: So Annie, when she was younger, lived in this, like, commune thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what it's called. It, it's something that my mom really believed in. I'm okay. not quite sure how to say this. But anyhow, she she worked at this place. It was called Echelon. And it was just this really spiritual place. She said that they actually even did coal walking. They walked on hot coal. And it was just this really interesting place. Mm -hmm. And she went, she got engaged there. And she had gone with her future husband to be away for a couple of days to pick out her wedding dress. And while she was gone, Robin Williams went there. Oh, wow. And so she heard all about it when they got back. And one of the things that they asked Is that you bust your own table. You bust your own dishes when you eat in the cafeteria there. And apparently Robin got up and went into the kitchen and put his dishes, not only bust his table, but put his dishes in the dishwasher. And she said that he acted out as the dishwasher. So he totally acted like he was the dishwasher. (laughs) And was taking dishes into himself and totally made voices and just Mm -hmm. told... And just said that it was like she was so sad that she had missed it because yeah. it just was this really neat thing. The other thing that I heard that really kind of touched me was that the oldest daughter, the the girl that played the oldest yes. daughter in Mrs. Doubtfire, I saw this one.
2: I was the brain study
4: was kicked out of school while she did Mrs. Doubtfire because. It was, quote, too hard for the teachers to send her her work, which is BS in my Come opinion. On. Okay. So this 14-year-old girl has been kicked out of school, and she's understandably upset, yeah. you know. And he noticed, and he said, what's wrong? Yeah. And she told him, and he wrote a letter to her school saying, you know, give her another chance. She's really doing good work here, yada, yada, yada. And she said that the school actually framed the letter and put it up in the lobby, but they never let her come back. Aww.
3: So
2: her motive Blame. for writing the story was saying that the fact that he did that for me and what it taught me about how people should treat each other and about life mm-hmm. changed my life. And I always figured that I would have another chance to tell mm-hmm. him what that meant to me. And mm. she never
4: had that opportunity to did. do it. Aww. So it was kind of a thank you letter. And it just was, you know, she said, I had been told acting is a cutthroat. Everybody's out to get yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to backstab you.
2: Yeah, and she's this bit player in the movie. She's And he's Robin Williams, the star. And he sat down and wrote a leather for her. I well,
4: mean, she wasn't a
1: bit player in the movie. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, she he, had a major role in that movie. Yeah, I
2: mean, but she... But,
1: but yeah, I know I, I mean, mean. it's yeah, it's
2: Robin Williams' movie. They cast her. I mean, know.
1: it was him and Sally Fields were yeah. the big stars. But, right. yeah. mm mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But he did seem like that kind of guy, just... Effervescent, I guess is the best word I can think of. Just, I think, I have a feeling his mind went a million miles a minute. Like, he just couldn't slow it down. Yeah. And you
2: wonder how much, if he was having Parkinson's, if, you know, the fact that he was used to his mind and his body working so much faster, if that was limiting him in some capacity. And then he just had, Mm -hmm. he tried to do a resurgence on TV and his show didn't get picked up for a second season. Mm -hmm. So you wonder how much of it. I would hope home. it
1: wouldn't be something like that.
2: You know what it is? would trigger it,
1: but you never know. You
2: know what? I was thinking about this. I do this myself sometimes, like, you know... Like you do. Like if you have, you know, like a bruise, oh my God, I'm dying. You know, you always have, every time your blood tests are off a little bit or you don't feel well, you're like, oh my God, this is it. Yeah. It's the big one. And I always think, you know, cause my dad passed away 10 years ago. I always have the thing in the back of my mind. You know what? If he can handle these things, I can handle them too. When you see someone else go through, through something terrible that you respect and love. You you can deal with it too. It's not the only one. And for a lot of people who suffer from depression and live with depression, they can now look and see the person who watched this last night. If if you've never seen it, or if you have watched it again, Robin Williams' The History of Golf.
1: Oh, it's so funny!
2: It's a five-minute YouTube clip. If you've never seen it, you have to watch it. If you've seen it, watch it again. the The, the person who filmed it, it's the it's the best five minutes. Empty your bladder before you watch it. Yeah, it's funny. And the the, the guy who put that together lived with, with, with you know through, you know through depression, through everything else he had going on in his life. He managed to put that together. It just shows that. Like it's the I think it's the funniest five minutes I've ever watched of anything in my life. It, it was so good. It's Robin Williams did it, too. Yeah. I mean, that's just the thing that, get, mm-hmm. that recurs in my mind. Like He was probably one of the most amazing comedians who could think.
1: He just was so quick. Like, honestly, he's, he's a minute ahead just, of you. Yeah.
2: He's planning the joke a minute from now while he's acting. I'm saying, yeah. spoiler, while he's acting now, he's planning the joke a minute from now. Yeah. So it's all set up by the time he gets there. Right. And he did it while suffering with depression Yeah, and yeah. living with depression.
4: Well, and, and like Kat says, sh- there's very little more that you can possibly do to help another human soul than making another person laugh. Mm-hmm. And Robin Williams embodied that. Absolutely. And that's mm-hmm. so true. Absolutely. So, and so, I think we'll
1: definitely in a future podcast be watching Dead Poets Society. Dead Poets Society. That's a great mm-hmm. movie. Another. It's a sad movie, but it's really great. So, and, and, I mean, it just shows his depth as, a, as an actor, too, because he was fabulous in serious roles uh, just as much as he was in funny roles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and Julie has been asking she us has, to watch that for, for six, for six mm-hmm. years. Yeah, no, so and it's a great, great, my cousin's great that
4: movie.
2: movie. I like Robin Williams more than my cousin, though, so it works out. But uh, th- that's the other thing, too, is like when you look at actors like Robin Williams, and well, especially probably Robin Williams, when they try and convert to serious roles...
1: A lot of times it doesn't work, People but don't, for him yeah. it worked. Yeah, <laughs> it,
2: but did it? I mean,
1: <laughs> I think honestly, like Goodwill Hunting is one of, to me, one of his best roles. When he right. with him in that movie. I think he's excellent.
2: But when he passed away, what were, what were the adjectives people used to talk about him the most? He's always the comedian. He's always going to be the I mean, funny.
1: He's a stand-up comic. That's I mean, the well,
2: difficult it's... thing. When you're successful in one area, it's very difficult. You're typecast.
1: I bad. would I would disagree with that though because a lot yeah, disagree, of a do. lot of people, the first thing they brought up was Oh Captain, My Captain, which is yeah. Dead Poets Society. Okay. That's the first movie people thought of.
3: Okay. I, mean, I haven't seen that movie. For a lot of years, me, people. I mean,
1: yeah, I saw a ton of Aladdin. I, I'm you know, specifically pictures. His remembering. Voice work was what's the excellent. one he
2: did where he was the creepy photo guy? Like in the. Like
1: oh, the I didn't see that oh, one. Yeah, but he's I also in that. that. Oh, what's that other movie he was in? He was the doctor.
2: Um, uh, yeah. Patch Adams, Patch Adams. Patch yeah, Adams. Adams
1: yeah, he's Adams. great in right. that. Um, then there was another kind of weird movie. Not weird, but that movie where he was he grew up like at eight times the normal rate of other people. Mm-hmm. Jack, was that the name of it? Jack? Jack. Something yeah. like that, yeah. I mean he had all these great movies that, you know, he was really good.
2: I think and he, that was,
1: he yeah. was
4: really good at playing a child. Yeah. You know, just that. For sure. The other, the other thing that a lot of the interviewers said, you know, they talked about how hard it was to interview him
3: Mm. because
4: you couldn't really control him. You just knew that you would just have to. And, and a lot of them said that they prayed that, you know, they wouldn't get fired the next day because he said something off. Right. But they all said when he came into a room, he introduced himself to everyone. He introduced himself to the cameraman and Mm -hmm. to the grips. And to, I mean, he was genuinely a nice man. Yeah. And that was, and it showed in everything he did. And we haven't even touched on what he did for our troops. I know. That's true too. You know, he's called Uh the Bob Hope of this generation. And I think like the great
1: point that they brought up, I think it was on Conan they were talking about that, is that a lot of people didn't know that he did that. And it's because he he didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. He didn't brag about it. Mm -hmm. Like, look how wonderful I am. Look what I'm doing. He just did it
4: because right. he wanted to. I mean, and that was another thing that came up on my feed and I don't know if it came up in other places, but he used to come out to Seattle every year and do a comedy show and all of the proceeds from that comedy show went to the food bank. Yeah. And he's done it for years and it wasn't really advertised. Yeah. It was just something that yeah. happened. You know what, and he never asked for, you know, anything and the food bank has said, "We're going to really miss that." You know, it helped us out tremendously, and and
1: we're
2: gonna, you know. Well, the more you think about this, you always do the thing with celebrities where you put them on like a different plane than you, and they're a celebrity Uh and I'm not. And and cancer doesn't care which side you're on, and and neither does depression. And it's, I'm just thinking about this, and you're saying, oh, he was, he was a nice person. He he said hello to everyone when they walked into the room. And he was suffering with the same type of issues that people listening to this call right now are and, mm-hmm. and that millions mm-hmm. of people are. And, and the, you know, he was very talented and he got paid a lot of money, but he was just like everybody else. I mean, right. that's the thing that I think a lot of people will forget, you know, and they'll, and they'll say, well, you know, if, if, if you're Robin Williams, like a lot of people were surprised. Oh, if you're Robin Williams, why are you suffering with depression? Because you're, you, well, that's not how it works, but it's like. Right. Why the why would Robin Williams suffer with cancer? Like you can't buy your way out of it. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. it it, it is what it is what it is, and I think it he defined how he lived his life. And
1: yeah, I shared I shared this on Facebook. Um, James Hans, yeah, James Hans, who's like one of our favorite artists, did a beautiful painting of Robin Williams in Hook, Mm -hmm. and he made it available as a free. It's a high resolution image. That's a free download so that people mm. can print it for themselves. And, you know, he put the original up on eBay and will be donating half the proceeds to St. Jude's Hospital and the other half to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Mm. And I was just actually looking. I was going to try to see how much it had raised because I'm just curious. Uh, well, usually more than the guy with the well, pizza salad. Well, honestly, usually his, his <laughs> <Yeah>. artwork... <Yes. laughs> usually his artwork... It, it earns quite a bit of money on, oh, he doesn't have anything at the moment. But I mean, even when he releases a regular print, I mean, I've seen them go well beyond a thousand dollars, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping that this one earned a lot of money for those
4: charities. Yeah. And there have been some amazing drawings that I've seen that people are putting out.
1: I think I was just so excited that he did Hook, because that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> like, ever. Like, I just love that movie anyway. And when he chose that character, I was like, oh,
2: that's just cool. I great. thought of Mark and Mindy. That's, I, I was yeah. obsessed with that show when I was a kid.
3: Yeah. It, I missed yeah. it a few yeah. years. But
2: Morgan Mindy. And it was actually very sad, too, because um, if you've seen Mark and Mindy, he co-starred with Pan Dauber, who's married, I guess, to Mark Harmon, which I never realized. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually just guest-starred, on, I think, the last episode of uh, The Crazy Ones. Or one of the last episodes, So one of the last roles that he had, actually was mm-hmm. with um, the actress who was Mindy, which yeah. was full, full circle. So that was yeah. nice that they got to work together again. Yeah, it's just I think when people pass away, you just have to try and learn as much as you can from the situation. I think he's made it a lot easier for a lot of people
4: right in his passing, and, and
2: that's, it's, it's just sad.
4: Well, and mm-hmm. and I have kind of a personal story from a Book that. I always, and, and I may have said it here before, but my friend Don worked on Hook. He's in the credits, so if you watch Hook, you have to watch it all the way through to watch the credits. Oh, okay. Man yeah, did yeah. everything. And I actually went with him when it opened. We went to the movie together and watched it on the big screen together, so that was really fun. And cheered when his name came up. But uh, he said that Robin just made the, the set amazing. And, yeah. And he just, he did all these things. So you know the scene in Hook where... Peter Pan jumps through the the sail. Yep. Well, when he did it Peter. for the first take, he stuffed a banana in his tights, <laughs> 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 and then he just jumped out and let everybody die. And you know, he just was he just was this irreverent kind of person. And, yeah. And you know, they just had so much fun when they filmed that. It's so fun because he was there, and I think that he and Dustin Hoffman. Kind of, uh, played off each other quite a bit. Oh, yeah. He Um, was so, they were so good in that movie. Yeah. So, you know, it was just fun. My, my friend Don's daughter got a kitten from the set. Somebody had brought in kittens and so she got Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell was hers for quite some time. It was cute. Danielle, uh, Scarlett asked for a link to that picture, so I've looked oh. it up off your timeline and sent it to her. Oh, you did? Thank
1: you. Yeah, because he actually, I checked his website and it's not there. It's I found it through his Facebook page.
2: Um, Why don't we put that up on the But Let me see Facebook if I can. Yeah, well. Let we'll me, uh, I'm going to grab that, that link. So as we move okay. on, I think, to Ready Player One, I think all I have left to say is Nanu, Nanu, Robin.
3: Yeah.
2: Bang,
1: rang.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't remember any more catchphrases. You took all the good ones. Oh, well.
1: Well, if you watch the golf thing, you'll have some You've good ones. Watch. Yeah, I must
0: do some budget. I think I'm going to uh, assume when we're done here tonight, I think I'm going to go it upstairs. Have you actually, ever it seen it the
4: explicit, golf thing? It is explicit, but it's really funny.
0: Hmm?
2: Bob, are you familiar with the golf thing? No. Oh,
4: yeah, it's pretty amazing.
2: I feel like we should play a moment of it. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, watch it. I don't know. Last time we tried that, it didn't work too well, but we could. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it on my own. Yeah, That's it's Robin Williams. As a drunk Scotsman explaining, I just came up with a great idea for a yeah. game.
1: And his Scottish accent is spot on, too. Like,
2: he is it going to really be like bowling. bowling? He's like, far bowling.
1: No. <laughs> You're going to have to hit this ball hundreds of yards away. And we're going to put shit in the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have to do this once? What? Once?
3: No. 18 times. 18 times.
2: <laughs> and then we're going to put, like, at the top of it, we're going to put, like, a little flag to give you hope. Yeah. And then we're going to put <laughs> sand and water all over it. <laughs> it's the so funniest thing. It's though. really great.
4: Robin Williams made us laugh and cry and feel the feels. And here are a few moments that we'd like to share with you.
0: Sanctuary. Thank you. (laughs) Ah, shells. All I hear is sugar. I won't hurt you if you tell me where the others are hiding. Good morning. Morning. How's your Danish? Yeah, sure, it's coming along fine now. <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to Iron Chef. <laughs> Tonight, we are going to cook octopus balls. As you know, they're eight legs, so you get uh, four sets of balls. I warn you, don't try this at home. First of all, you have to find them, which is so hard. Why well, I feel sheepish. All right, you bad boy, but no more freebies. Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. Time to rock it from the Delta to the DMZ. Is that me or does that sound like an Elvis Presley movie? Viva Da Nang. Oh, Viva Da Nang. Da Nang me, Da Nang me. Why don't they get a rope and hang me? Hey. This holiday smells like burnt rubber. God, it's hot here. My first day as a woman, I'm getting hot flashes. Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Hang on a second. Whoa! Wow! Does it feel good to be out of there? I'm telling you, nice to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, where are you from? What's your name? Uh, uh Aladdin. Aladdin. Important we're not laughing. Oh, I just hope
3: it's healthy. I just hope it doesn't need the bedroom set. Uh,
4: Love you, it's a boy. It's a man.
0: Captain, my captain. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. Comes from a deep part inside myself that was actually looking for my mother, but yet I saw that moment when she looked up there and I went, okay, I'll be funny for her, but that, okay, that's fine. Work that way. Come back out from that and then realize after a while that. I want to be, except you like me. You really like me. No, it's not that. No, it's not that I can be trained. I can actually show you how intelligent I am. I can use a word like delicatessen and know what it means. <laughs> or invertebrate. <laughs> or venerate <laughs> Or degenerate. <laughs> Here's my idea for a fucking sport. And knock a ball in a gopher hall. That was a straight stick with a little fucked up stick. Oh, you mean like croquet? Fuck croquet. Whacking away and each time you miss, you feel like you're going to have a stroke. <laughs> Fuck, that's what we'll call it. A stroke. Oh, and here's a better fact. Right near the end, i put a flat piece with a little flag to give you fucking hope. Oh, and you do this one time. Fuck no! 18
4: fucking times!
2: So, uh, it is a lot of fun. So, we like to sure. talk about something which I feel has changed Bobo's
4: Bob's life, life. It has forever. changed Bob's life. So well, I would say
0: like... it's changed my life, well, but it is one hell of a good book.
4: Yes. Yes.
0: It be, now, tell them what you said. Yes. I'd say that, that this book is now my favorite book of all time, even over Harry Potter.
4: Wow. Really?
0: mainly because the Ready Player One takes all of the things that I love about my life and rolls it up into one chewy goodness of a book and is mm-hmm. just amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. I have to point out just something amusing at the moment. Sue had turned us on to one of Will Weaven's podcasts where every time he says something funny, he plays a little bell. Right after Bob says, This is my favorite book now. Even over Harry Potter, there was a little bell that went off somewhere. I think that
1: was my iPad. Your iPad. My iPad went <laughs> ding. It was the exact moment <laughs> he said. That. Even
2: over Harry
3: Potter. Ding. ding.
0: <laughs> yes. So so before I start gushing about yes. Ready Player One, I am very curious to hear everyone else's opinions of Ready Player One.
1: Well, I think Ryan.
4: How was the turn- Ryan, right. so, turn- you Richard, turn- Richard, I think Richard. Richard turned you guys onto it. Well, well Ryan turned,
1: yeah. read it first, and he I was like, it. "No, I
2: was reading it when I turned you on." Yes, it. Like, you're but you were like,
1: book. "You have to read this book. You have to read this book. You have to read this book." And I think, I think what it was is, I was in like the last couple chapters of I was reading um, <laughs> Shakespeare's Star Wars thing where it's like star wars a new hope written as if shakespeare wrote it which is also excellent by the way it's just really funny um and i was like okay i'll I'll, i'm gonna start it as soon as i finish this book and i finished that and i started ready player one and it was just one of those i knew it was one of those books and i'm like yep not gonna want to put this down i'm just gonna want to keep reading it because it's just so good (laughs) and it's I don't want to say it's easy read. I mean, because I don't want to make it seem like it's a kid's book. It's not. But it's very enjoyable it to boring. read. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you just, you can read through it pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, I love everything about it. What got me
2: it. about the book from the beginning was, for for like, people give me recommendations for fantasy books. And my thing with fantasy books is it has to have a connection to the real world. Hope like, I, like, game. I like, I'm not ding. Like, I'm not like as big of a fan of Lord of the Rings because it's just off in its own world. But Harry Potter grew up in our world. And then this is where he went to from there. Like it has to have that foothold. And Why then, are you I
1: love, on middle earth?
2: I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you my little comparison here. But my thing is for this one, if it's, you know, 40 years from now, And if there's been famine and pestilence and death and nuclear war and devaluation and and all, you and this is where the world, so you're living in trailers stacked Mm -hmm. hot, and, like, this is the world that you live in, and someone creates this place. Like, look how, like, we, like, I left my phone home yesterday. You were, like... It was Boss. really because the first thing I had to do was set up a way to contact people.
1: So he kept emailing me because he couldn't text me. I couldn't. So he kept emailing me from work, like little text message sized emails. I'm like, really, dude? Just like you can't go a day, you can't, you can't go a couple hours. Do you have the text phone
2: number? I have no way of getting it. Like, I don't, like, like for a day, my like that's how connected people are. That's how hooked people are in their technology. You can create a world. So number one, even now. We we have great lives. We retreat to technology. Could you imagine if our <laughs> lives truly sucked and right, the technology yeah. got better? I even looked at Danielle. Danielle is the person who's always like, let's put the phones away. Let's put the computers away. We don't need technology. I didn't get the internet to want us better. Well, look at, how,
1: look at how much less I used my phone and computer than you did Danielle, in Oregon. I, said, I was just like, I'll be on the porch with a book.
2: I said to Danielle, if this place existed, would you be in there 24-7? And she's like, Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but I'd be like in, you know, on Tatooine or I would be like. Would you be in there 24 7? I would be like on, you know, in in the Shire. I would be in those places that are recreations of favorite.
2: Would your true self be the person who needs to get airlifted out of their home by Jerry Springer? Because you have, you have, because you have just, you know, you're plugged into something. Because you're online 24 7. The thing
1: is, is that, yeah, you have to keep in mind the reality that he's established in that the real world sucks. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. you know, pollution has overrun the planet. I mean, it's not a thing where you really want to be outside. Except, of course, like towards the end of the book when they all go to Oregon. Oregon Oregon's is so beautiful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh about that. It was just like, yeah. oh, I bet, uh, I bet Sue's loving this. So, right um,
3: so I mean,
1: a, if yeah. that's your reality and that you're living in like a dump, then yeah, sure. If you can escape to this place that is Free, except yeah. you know you buy your headgear, but then it's free. Here's like, what Klein, yeah, well, you no,
4: even for the school they issued yeah. him all of that right. stuff. Yeah,
2: and right. here's what Ernest Klein is asking you to believe. He's he, number one. He's saying I'll oh, write it very well. He's yeah. a, he's like I'm asking you to believe two things. Technology's going to get better, mm-hmm. and the world's going to suck.
1: Not hard to believe. It's
2: it's not hard to believe. Right, that's the end up no. that way. And then to take it another step. Okay, you want to get a job. You can work in the internet. Right. You can you can start a business in the internet. Really, who would like the, like if that were possible? You can go to
1: school. You know, you do everything. You can
2: do everything there. And by the way, it costs a quarter.
1: Yeah, isn't like the original yeah, price I love to get you it, it a, yeah, quarter it's a quarter to get in, and yeah. then you
2: everything yeah. is through the through the mm-hmm. technology there. It's the most believable. Like plot for line. geeks,
1: you can visit anywhere that you've ever read about in your favorite mm-hmm. books and movies and video if you can games. afford it, if you can afford if it, of course. It. Yeah. So like that, I thought was awesome. Like who wouldn't go to Hogwarts and like hang out oh, there. Yeah. I mean, come on, we would all go to our favorite, you know, our favorite anything. Like if right. that to me, was like the cool part. I'm like, that's how you would spend all your off time. Um,
2: yeah, She's and, and
1: Kat's like bringing
2: up a point in the in the chat about how it talk, talks about, like, online relationships and how people function with people mm-hmm. that they only know online. Look at everyone on this call. Yeah, like, we all know each other. Like Danielle, like always feels really good about herself at work because she's talking to her coworkers and she's like, "Oh, I have mm-hmm. friends in Oregon. I have friends in Texas. I have friends in California. I have friends in Australia. <laughs> like I am just known all over the world." Because uh, no,
1: then I think to myself, I wonder if people are like, "How in the world do you know?" Right. And then I'm just like, "Well, I guess I could just say college," but that's not really it's true. Not true.
2: Like we're you accustomed know? to this because yeah. this is how we know people. Right, and, like our, our friends group. who were like, we have friends who are very straight edge who are like, really, you you meet people online, like, yeah. on the internet. And like, and you go to their house, yes. You're not afraid they're going to, like, eat you. I'm like, it's not The Walking Dead. She's not a cannibal. We'll be fine. But yeah. it's like, yes, she knows. Well, yeah, that's
4: like you. Mom's friend who right. said, you let these people come to your house for 10 days? Are you insane?
2: Yes, we podcasted no. with her for years, and the off chance we could c- travel and eat I mean, like, Jen was, was like, in right. my
1: wedding. Right. Right. I, think. I mean, it, well, our wedding. It right. right. is say our wedding. <laughs> yeah, I was, I
0: was there I you forgot. were there, <laughs> Mr. Eighty Seven. What did you forget? I had another Pufu dream.
4: Oh no!
1: We're gonna oh, interrupt no. this.
4: I want
0: to. I, wanna, I, wanna I wanna hear way. how Danielle's wedding reminded Bob of a Pufu dream. Mm. Because it was a wedding dream.
4: Uh oh. Okay. Well, we'll shelve it until the very end. We'll of shelve the... it. Okay. Someone I'll remind us sorry. to take it
2: off the shelf. Well, we'll remember because the last but wedding, anyway, we because Bob is marrying I... me, and and Jen was in a French maid the glaring at the whole percentage. <laughs>
0: You're yeah. still on about that, aren't you? Anyway, no, but what I want to go ahead and say before we continue on any further with this episode, uh, uh, this discussion of uh, Ready Player One, uh, full spoilers for Ready Player oh, One. Uh, yeah. If you have not read it and wish to do so, and we highly recommend that you do, yes. Yes. and you do not want to be yes. spoiled, we highly recommend that you turn this podcast off and now. And I'm what he just said. You have been warned. If
2: you're listening to this, you're a Harry Potter fan who's spending a Friday night listening to us talk on the internet. You are the, this, this book's target audience. Yeah. There is no mm-hmm. way listening to us right now, wherever you are, in what capacity you're listening to this podcast whatever year it is that you will not love this book. Yeah. Well, and it, it, I'm going to throw will...
4: in my, wait, I'm going to throw okay. in my three cents here. If you're going out to buy the book in, in soft cover, it's going to cost you about $15. Go to Amazon and buy the audio because will yes. we reading this thing is the most amazing thing ever yes <laughs> bob will agree with that and, it, yeah. re-
2: and i would prefer for the rest of this conversation if we could refer to will we with, with with his formal designation mr vice president
4: yes oh, well, You're right. okay <laughs> yes mr vice president but he, yeah he and he even does like Impersonations and accents in it.
0: I mean, oh, he's great in it. It, it is amazing. I would when, highly recommend the audio
4: When they do the the Monty Python thing, mm-hmm. he is amazing. That's great. So, okay, I'll, I'll be good. I'll be good now.
0: Go ahead, Bob. Okay. So before we continue on, I just have I have something I have to tell you guys. I am secretly an African American woman.
2: <laughs> oh Bob. Are you a lesbian, Bob? And this will go into the intro if it's an affirmative. I am not a
0: lesbian. Okay, then, then I'm, I'm fulfilled. <laughs> yeah.
4: That's hilarious. No,
0: I, I, just, so I, I just. Who oh,
4: was it that I met? Oh, huh? snap.
0: you meant oh, yeah, it. sure. Uh, Maybe
1: he means now he's an African American. <laughs> oh, okay. And I, I, I that's I, why he couldn't I, quite make it to surgery. Oregon. That's that why he worked
2: so many hours. That
1: surgery is expensive. Um, he he was exactly. he was post-op and he wasn't ready to you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Rubbing that off was hurt. Ouch. Ouch. So I have to say the reason why, so I'm going to explain quickly why this became my favorite book of all time. Okay. First and foremost, it's a good book. Yes. I mean, it overall, is. It, it's just, it's well written, mm-hmm. uh, it's very well paced, mm-hmm. um, and never any point, like, whenever I watch anime, and, like, and, and or even in any, this is true for any media, My Mike and I have this term we call the point of no return meaning no matter no matter what it is you are going to sit down and finish it period yes. because you can't stop yes point of no return for me in this book happened like in chapter 1 <laughs> What was and it? Wow! That clicked? And pretty freaking close, I mean, like or like chapter one, two, or three. It was just because. So why did why did it click so well for me? Okay, first off, do you remember where I'm
2: it clicked so well for you? Was it was there one yeah. thing?
4: Or is- <laughs> On Saturday, July thirteenth, I became so enamored with Harry. Jenner. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, but I I just want to say that I'm first off I'm a child of the '80s. Yes. So the amount it, I think. If you grew up in the '80s or lived through the '80s, this this book has so much more to offer you. Yes. Mm And there's this book is chocked full of references and of of various of music, of Mm -hmm. games. Uh, like, and like, it's funny, like, when they have, like, you know, when they talk about, like, oh, they are playing Joust. I've played Joust. I've played Tempest. I've played all these games mm-hmm. in the arcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm too familiar with a lot of the text, or not the, the adventure stuff, but, like, but like, so, like, that would really resonated with me. Um, so, I mean, I don't think, like, if you, if you didn't really experience the 80s or you didn't care for the 80s, it could probably hinder your, your enjoyment of this book.
1: Yeah, because you wouldn't understand really any of the references.
0: Right. And yeah. there's a lot of... Yeah. Right. Um, so that would be, that would be like, the only negative downfall I would say this book has is that it relies heavily on the, mater- the source materials that it pulls from.
1: But I have, think- I have to say real quick that I feel like the 80s are experiencing, like, a great resurgence. And I think it's because our generation of people who were either born early eighties or we, we just oh. definitely grew up. I think it's because now we're like the target audience of that always everybody. It's every 20 years. So right. yeah, no, but it's great because like this years. book appealed to us so much. Yeah. The show, The Goldbergs, same thing. It, yeah. It's like reliving my childhood because oh, it's all the same things I used to watch and do and it's like, this is awesome. I'm, I finally feel like stuff's appealing to I'm me. I'm
2: 33 years old. I'm rushing out of here to watch me some Girl Meets World after this. That's what I'm saying. I, mean, yeah. like,
1: it's all I can like, watch
2: Girl Meets World tonight. you
3: yeah. can. Yeah. We can we can stay the book. <laughs> so, um, oh
1: my I gosh. just wanted to I'd, say that real quick. Hold on,
2: Bob's <laughs> euphoric. Let him come down. the side I, I need to hold. hold. I didn't,
1: know. I didn't I didn't, like, know all the references, but I'd say, like, uh, probably 90% of them at least. Like, and even though Mm -hmm. I hadn't played all the Atari games he mentioned, I had Atari. I had Mm -hmm. some of the games, so I could definitely understand what he was talking about. And I've never played, like, the text-based games either, but, uh, like... Isn't that what he plays at the in the movie Big? Yeah. He's like, "How do you want to attack the wizard?" And he has to type like what he wants to do to well, attack isn't... the wizard. Like I can yeah. clearly let's well, dungeons, what they were and, dra- that's
2: dungeons about. and dragons now. That's yeah. the same. It's not text, but it's the same basic. You know, ask a question, you give your
0: answer. Right. right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Actually, guys, speaking, a guy. Got- two minutes. I'll be right I would normally type this to you, but since I'm on a cell phone, I have to tell you live that I'll <laughs> be back in about two minutes. I'll I'll back. Back oh, okay. two
4: so, Kat wants to know if James Holiday is supposed to be a reference for Steve Jobs. I think that Steve, we, we thought that, right?
1: Like We kind of were like, is this Steve Jobs or is it kind of...
4: I think
2: it's Steve Jobs
1: type. I, and I
2: think he was modeled mm-hmm. after like a, like a merging of several different people. But yeah, clearly, but you know what
1: it said on the wiki page is that was he like, was modeled after um,
2: like,
1: Oh, Howard Hughes. Really? Howard Hughes, I I think was one of the... um, Well, I mean, the thing which... Let me find that. Like, here's the thing
2: for me, is that I probably missed about 60% of the references. Yeah, Howard Hughes
1: and Richard Garriott, but I don't know... Oh, he's a video game developer. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm sure he had... Okay. Like, people I've never heard of who who were heroes Mm -hmm. of his. Um... I'm trying to find my words tonight.
1: So, you didn't, you kind well, of I, like, didn't here's, get a lot of the, well, you probably, I don't, I have a feeling you didn't watch as many classic 80s I didn't. movies I didn't and listen to like the 80s music as the rest of us did. The thing which I
2: appreciate is that even though I'm not personally getting the references, I know that they're there and I know that they matter. So, I can feel like it's in the 80s even if I'm like not understanding every single reference that's through there. I'm, but, I felt like I picked up a lot and that mm-hmm. I may have picked up only 10% of what was there or 20% or 40% of what was there, but right. I felt like right, right. I yep. picked up a lot. And the thing that's interesting is, I, I haven't looked into this, so everyone here might know this but me, is that he said there's a giant Easter egg actually in the book, which I'm guessing very few people mm-hmm. picked up. So it's it's a very cool book in that you, whoever you are, you can get things out of it. And I brought right. this up on a previous one. There's the scene where he's meeting with um, – with one I forget who he's meeting with at one point I haven't read the book in a few weeks but he deci- he meets them in the living room from family ties yes and I used to watch that all the time so I can it's the most 80s living room you can yeah, possibly yeah, have yeah. on any network television show and that's where he meets so I'm thinking okay in the movie they're going to have to rebuild this or just
3: mm-hmm. you know whatever but this, I mean that
2: like, I just thought that was cool it was like a, just a sentence thrown mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. and and it perfectly I feel like sets the stage for for the for the things, I'm just actually reading through the um,
4: the chat. Well, I have looked up Ready Player One. The movie. Actually, I
2: can't hear Sue. Sue was. Oh, so we're talking about, about the movie.
4: Well, well, she was. Just, I just looked it up. Yeah, just to see, and it says that Hollywood screenwriter ra- Zach Penn, who did the Avengers movie uh-huh. and the X Men movie, is the one who's working on the script right now. So that's about see. all the information I've got.
0: Here's my take on a Ready Player One movie. Um I don't think it's gonna work. Mainly really? because- The licensing? It, <laughs> the amount of licensing required to yeah. do the movie justice
3: mm.
0: is That's asinine. True. Like- That's
3: true. Yeah. That, I mean, it's-
0: But mm. it's- You have to recreate, like, first gate, you have to recreate, uh, it was the Bueller's Day Off. Second Gate. Uh, oh no, the third, uh, I forget how many movies. like uh, Blade Runner. Uh, War Games. War Games.
1: Uh, Monty Python.
0: It wasn't, Fer- it wasn't Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It was War Games. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, War
1: Games
4: just, about Monty yeah. Python in the whole well, room. Well, I think there might have been a little Ferris Bueller's Day Off as well.
2: Can you yeah. target it, though? Because, like, I was just saying, I forget, I forget if you were here, the, there was the scene where they said, oh, this scene takes place in the family Ties the living room. Well, they... They could get away in the movie with saying, okay, these are the seven or eight major scenes that we absolutely have to license. We absolutely need this. But think of... There's more than seven or eight. But no, think of the major ones. Think of the gates. Think of the major, major, major points that absolutely, hands down, have to be in the movie exactly as written in the book. Yeah. And then think of something like the Goldbergs. This movie has the 80s feel because of sweaters.
3: Oh, God. That scared me. I thought that was
2: Bob having a heart attack. Did (laughs) anyone else... I thought Bob was melting down over too. my comma. I thought he was so upset. I'm
1: like, wow, he's done with you, Ryan.
2: Yeah. I thought Bob was jumping. It's over. Me. But you can... It's over. It is over. So, like, you they capture the feel of the 80s with Beverly Goldberg's hair. But
1: they're in 20-minute episodes. I mean, you're talking right. what could... Maybe be a like, two-hour-plus movie. So here's the like, thing. It has to
2: so be, if you it has have, to a have a feel for lot. the movie, if you have his spaceship, or if you have something, if you like, if you have a feel for the real world when he's in his little apartment and you know the world is in the, there's the stack trailers. If you have a feel for that, mm-hmm. if he retreats into, I'm picturing uh, Caprica right now, which had also mm-hmm. had a virtual world. If you have a feel for the virtual world. And you put in '80s references. You don't have to do every scene, but if you target the '80s references and you have the feel for that world, and you have the feel for the real world, and you have that '80s feel, which you can kind of cobble together economically, I think it could work. Mm. I think what mm. people love about the book is you can't go four words without running into an '80s reference. Mm. And will that right? Yeah, you,
1: I mean, you it,
2: can't convey that probably. If but they you could do,
1: if they could do the movie. And really get all those permissions and like really put in as many references as they could, it would be pretty great.
4: Yeah.
3: I keep going and back
4: they can't do that much because they can't put right that much into a movie. I mean any book. It'll be a blockbuster. A It'll have like a good going budget. To- mm-hmm. It's
2: gonna have a decent budget. Oh yeah. You know it will. I mean I'm just thinking the first Star Trek movie, you had eight you had Leonard Nimoy who was like eighty two. And you had him. you talking him. about
1: the new. The new Star, Star Trek. Trek movie? You yeah. know, okay. Like
2: it had a big budget. and I think most of it was overblown and it, it looked ridiculous and all this stuff. But the, if you ask hardcore fans, what was your favorite moment from that movie? It's eighty-year-old Leonard Nimoy mm-hmm. with a stick of fire in his hand, saying, "You're James Kirk," and and that was the point that got them. So I think if you said, "Okay, here's you need four or five moments in you this." Film. my point, though,
0: Ryan. Did I make your point? Mm-hmm. You proved my point because the thing that they loved about the movie wasn't the cool feel of Star Trek or it wasn't necessarily how much money they put into the budget. They loved the legitimate reference of Leonard Nimoy. So that's what I'm saying. The people, the reason why, like, you know, take for example, uh, the first, uh, the first key, the bronze key or the copper mm-hmm. key, okay? I was losing my shit. Why? Because he was going through a Dungeons and Dragons right. campaign that mm-hmm. I have personally gone through and have died multiple times. I know what he's about to face because of what the reference was. It wasn't, right. it, it, if it was a generic dungeon, who gives a crap? You're right. So yeah, to me, right. it's like, if you don't have those references, you don't, like, if you don't, like, if you could have like a, a futuristic, uh, but I think like, you can. When,
1: Boy. I disagree because you I have, think part of, you the, the part of what made you know, the part of what made the book special is that like he's not just reciting lines from any old movie. I mean, I, I don't know when you know a movie as well as like I've watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail so many times. So like when they brought that up, I just it was great because I I could just picture it in my head. I'm like if if they do like a lame knockoff of that in the movie, I'm not going to like it. Well, here's the
2: thing. They can. Here's the thing. They'll have enough. I guess what I'm trying to say is this. What they needed in the Star Trek movie was four or five moments where fans would cheer. You see the Enterprise. You see Kirk meet Spock. You see like you need those. You you don't have to have every minute of the of the movie something nostalgic that makes people cry. So they can. I think if they do four or five moments, if they do that first. Um, first gate. They
1: have to do all the gates. Yeah, if they
2: do the gates, if they, they, they do those to. well.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. And if
2: you have, you know, 20 minutes of him talking with his friends and flying in his spaceship and going here and doing this thing, then going back to the real world and you see him moving into his apartment and you see him ordering the pizza and you see him putting on the suit and doing this stuff, then you go back to the gate and then they have Monty Python and then you go away. If you, you, you can space them. I think you can absolutely do that in a movie form, because I think they'll have the money that they can do it. I just don't think you're going to see, like, I don't think they're going to overwhelm you the the way I feel the book is overwhelming in a good way, that you're not going to go, like, every 30 seconds, you're going to be jumping up, clapping. But I I just think think about,
1: like, in terms of our technology, it would be freaking awesome, because all they would have to do is basically put, you know, Wade's image into the film of, like, (laughs) war games or...
0: Well the thing is it's like they could is do it still like, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. He's right. Matthew Broderick. Right. So in reality all you have to do is show the freaking movie. That's what I'm saying. And have the mm-hmm. yeah. voice over him thinking. Yeah. I mean but of course I mean I wonder how much it's going to cost to put, you know, yeah. Potentially five to ten minutes of other movies mm-hmm. that, on their of their own right. Well, into here's the question: right.
2: Who owns that movie, and who who what studio is making this? Do we know? If, if, have they even gotten
1: it? that far yet? Have they even? I don't.
4: No, think they're not so. that far. They're not. So No casting don't don't or anything either.
2: Yeah, because I, mean. I remember for Battlestar, they do a thing with a particular song, and they had to buy. They were saying, "Well, we can buy the rights to the music if you need the rights to the music for the episode." No, no, no. It's important that we have a different version of it, like or Murphy Brown. They couldn't put it on DVD because mm-hmm. of the Motowns, but how? many people are going to buy murphy brown dvds versus how many people are going to go see this movie
1: yeah no i know i but think it's they just, can do it well yeah
2: but let's focus on, i just want to talk more about yeah let's talk about the book. let's talk about the let's talk yeah, about, the, about book. the the book we can do this when the movie's coming out like mm-hmm. i want to talk about bob's thoughts as he's reading the book and, and just the, the the book itself
0: oh one last thought yep. that ties into this but then also ties into something else we're not going to get to this week i think whomever the lawyers are for this uh the what is it called? The Ready Player One movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to get together with the lawyers for the Sword Art Online anime <laughs> because
4: they are really good uh, at
0: stealing everything and apparently not getting sued.
4: Yes, there Bob, you go. Uh, Lightsabers. Bob, I know you. I have... tried really hard to go to watch episode seven uh-huh. for today, just in case we got to it.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: it 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 is not available to me for another ten hours. Well, That's it, okay. I think we'll double up on. Okay, it next I week.
0: think we'll double up next. Time. It's
2: quite emo. You'll enjoy it, Bob. I know you you've you've been um you know feeling sad because you haven't been able to watch Girl Meets World live. Is that correct? Yes. Have you I haven't seen been able to watch a period? You haven't been able to watch a period. Last week's episode has lightsabers.
0: <gasps> really? It does. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but so but, but you're right. I really want to, with the time we have left, which is not much, unfortunately. Let's continue talking about yes. uh, yep. the book. The, so uh, I didn't mean to sidetrack. I don't have to be at work till oh, Monday, okay. so I'm good. Yeah. Huh? I don't have to be yeah. at work till Monday. This is the good thing about Friday night podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I've got to slowly get ready because I'm going gambling out in Tahoe oh tonight. So, okay. Well, so it was interesting because it's. Uh, Last week, because the last time that we were here in Tahoe, um, I did not have a job. And so one of my, fr- my friend Richard's like, I'll make you a deal if you have a steady job by the time we come to tahoe again i will give you a hundred dollars and teach you how to gamble because richard's really good at gambling mm-hmm. however if you lose over the course of the next year i get to slap you 10 times whenever i feel like it <laughs> so luckily i got a job but anyway so we're going to be going out and uh, gambling tonight and i'll be very sad because gambling makes me very very sad Like, I lost a dollar, I want to, like, cry myself to sleep. I'm just gambling. Gambling amongst friends is fun, but, like, going to a casino, it just feels like I'm just throwing cash away. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so back to Ready Player One. Yes. Uh, The other thing that I really liked about it is I liked how they handled the relationships between the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They really felt like, Online relationships that mm-hmm. they struggle with a lot of the things that a lot of online relationships struggle with. Granted, not so much anymore because, you know, for example, like, I know what Ryan and Danielle look like thanks to Facebook, and I know what they sound like thanks to Skype. But like, back in the day, like when it was just chat rooms and yes. you just meet people at random.
1: You're a black <laughs> lesbian? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's
0: just, so it's just like. We have
1: no
3: idea.
0: Yeah. Right so that kind of made me nostalgic for back for those kind of days. Um, so, but at the same time, it just, I don't know. I just, I really liked the, inter- I loved the interactions between, um, Parzival, uh, yeah. Uh, H and, uh, oh, yes. Artemis. Yeah. I thought that they were, all three of them were really great characters.
3: Yes, definitely.
0: However, I know my mental image for Parzival is Will Wheaton, which is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny.
1: See, I, I don't know what it was about this book, but like, I,
0: I always pictured- I
1: couldn't get, like, a clear picture in my head of what Parzival would look like, well, but it didn't bother me, because I was like, his avatar is not gonna look like him anyway. It's gonna I look can. different. So it didn't bother me that I couldn't get, like, a clear picture in my head of what he might look like. Um, well,
4: and, you know, he described himself. He's overweight, he had acne, and stuff like that, and yeah. and it just... I, yeah, I didn't actually have... Oh, I skipped that.
2: I had, um... I pictured, um, Eric Dudson from... Continuum.
4: See, like, that's and it. Eric, no, I don't picture
1: head. him at
2: all. Well, no, like, is that... His- his character in Continuum,
3: yeah, and
2: and that's he, he like the computer geek, like, right? And that's just who I pictured, and I around the same age. Um, if you've seen Jericho, he played Dale Turner, the stock boy at the store, and he's um he plays Alec uh, Sadler on Continuum, and that's just who I pictured the whole way through. hmm And and Continuum may be canceled, so he may be available if they're looking for mm.
1: someone.
3: So there we go. Maybe stuff,
2: like it's it's like a pillow under his shirt, you'll be fine.
3: <laughs> anyway,
1: the so, only yeah, I. Go ahead. I was gonna say the I, the only like I, I wouldn't call it a criticism because I don't I wouldn't criticize this book at all because I think it's awesome. The only parts that were convenient were when every now and then Parzival would be like, um, you know, he'd be like, well. I need to know about this in order to get to the next level of whatever. He's like, thankfully, I've watched every single episode of that show back when I was blah, blah, blah. Like, he just happened to know about all the shows and movies and video games that, like, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it seems like he just knew Everything. Everything, which yeah. is okay, like that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I get that. He well, if you're probably living, if a lot you're of living time, with a yeah. washer
2: dryer, you get some.
1: Free Obviously, time. he didn't have a great home life, so I mean, I'm yeah. sure he did spend a lot of his time. But it, it, it just, that was the only part where I'd be like, oh, of course, you have an intimate knowledge of every episode of The Cosby Show or whatever it was that he right. needed to know about. Yeah. It. Like,
4: it was just that funny. Part of it is just that, you know, he had no life and he was yeah, plugged that's in true. That's true. almost 24 hours a day. So you would watch a lot of the, I mean, look at your husband. I know. That's fair. How often does he sit in and, and mainstream some of these movies and stuff? But, yeah, and I did like the fact that... At one time and,
0: on Babylon 5.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I did like the fact that the last gate, mm-hmm. he was like, guys, this is a game I don't know. I don't yeah, know this one very well. Yeah. So, I mean, he he didn't have everything. I mean, it's some of the he things like...
0: He bombed the Jade Key, too. He basically had to get the information from HD to get it.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: How yeah, cool was it at the very that,
2: end? But... Does it show up on the screen? It's when they use the the bomb and they kill everyone in that star system or whatnot. And like it's I forget what is it like one life remaining or yeah extra life? Yeah,
3: extra yeah it's the extra life because of of the, the quarter.
2: And you're like, oh, that's the quarter cause you're.
3: Well, because when
1: that when he was playing that Pac Man game, and I was like, there's got to be some something of importance to this when he was doing <laughs> it. I'm like, this quarter has to mean something. Right. And, um So but that then you forget about cool. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Until the yeah. end. Yeah. That was of pretty, of a sudden, pretty cool. Like, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why? How is Parsable? Like, this is totally Gary Stu. This is so BS. And then they explain. It's like, okay, I'll buy that.
1: Yeah, like it actually makes sense because James Halliday was obviously such a geek and was so into all this stuff that mm-hmm. he would put something in there like that. That would right. make sense. Mm-hmm.
2: And I love how the book closes out, and it's basically the real world isn't that bad.
3: That's well, not in Oregon,
1: right. Oregon. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful in Oregon.
0: <laughs> so, I have two more related topics, and I know we're we're hitting our time, but I don't. I have to self worry about
2: your wedding as well.
0: No, that's gonna happen in. Well, let's just put it this way: I've come to decide that my subconscious hates Jen. <gasps> oh no! Aww, Who'd you marry? Huh? Who'd you marry? No, it ha- no, it has to do. Okay, fine. I'll do this very quickly. All right. Basically, in this in this dream world, I'm getting married. And I, so I were having a conversation about who's, who's going to come to the wedding. Yes. And yeah, you much. are all, you all get, you are all allowed to come to the wedding, by the way, which I would say in real life, that is very much 100% the case. But the whole ordeal was, is that apparently my, my fiance in the dream decided that, you know, no kids that are not family. Okay. Meaning, at the wedding, meaning that the Jens, the Jens kids couldn't come.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And so apparently that really upset Jen, and it all really upset all of you, and then you all hated me in the end.
3: Oh no! Well, we I might was hate like, you for that. I
0: don't know, but that was. Yeah, I wasn't as exciting as the Burger King, or funny as, as that one. But as long as you weren't marrying
2: me, that's what I was going for.
0: <laughs> no, 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 not in the class.
2: <laughs> My last thing on Ready Player One. So Bob sends me the message. Now Bob's one of my best online friends. You know, just, you know, people who make friends online. You get Bob. My mm-hmm. friend loves really player one loves it more than Harry Potter. Bob loves it next day. One of my real life friends, the one who asked if Sue was going to eat me if we went to, to Oregon, because, you know, doesn't do the whole online thing, very straight edge, you know, the, right. you, you want to meet someone, you walk out, do the firm handshake, sends me a thing saying, please tell me this book doesn't end on a cliffhanger because I have 30 pages left and I can't take it. Is it one in the series? I'm like, no, you're good. It's going to have an end. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> so I'm like, it's like Alpha and Omega, and they're both like.
1: And like, she put up like a rave review of it
4: saying, all of my friends must read this book. It's
2: like the Israelis. And the Palestinians both love Ready Player yeah. One. It's like that's that's yeah.
4: well and you know, I we haven't really talked about we talked about his gaming and, and stuff like that, but the the risk that he took by changing his identity. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. and yes. yeah, that part of
4: sneaking in mm-hmm. and you know and subterfuge. And to have to do I mean oh, my gosh, not to be online for eight days, days—he was or however many days it was. Yeah. And he was just like. I can't like, even go, I
0: can't do that.
1: No. But he was incredibly smart. I yeah. mean, to devise this mm-hmm. whole plan. I mean, yeah, so it, it definitely gives respect to the character, I think, to be able to come up with such a devious plan and to actually have it
4: work. Which is crazy.
2: Well, cats like he's my hero because that's yeah. like the job the cat would do talking to these people. I'm like, she's right. like I wish I could talk to him the way they talk. Know.
4: You know, yeah. and I loved it. He was like, "Well, yeah, cat, you couldn't, you, you know, it's like the the a you know,
0: level requirement. Yeah.
4: yeah, it's like the tech who spent all of that time going, you know, my computer won't work. What do I do? And, and Boy, he's yeah. like, "Well, did you tur- did you turn yeah. it on? Yes. Did you do this? Do you do that? well." All right, can you crawl behind the computer yeah. and see if it's plugged in there? <laughs> it's blind well, no, I can't. Why not? I can't see back there. Well, why not? Because we have no power. The lights are off. <laughs> well, that's why the computer doesn't work, idiot. Duh. You know? And you yeah. just, some days you just want to mm-hmm. tell people that they're yeah. idiots. Yes. Many this days. not something. Yes. Many yeah. days.
0: <laughs> okay. So I really do want to talk. bring up two points real quick. Okay. okay. Hopefully this won't take us too much longer. Point number one. This is better than Sora Online, but it does Sora Online better than Sora Online does Sora Online. (laughs) Does that that make sense? Yeah, I
3: know, yes.
2: (laughs) Yes, and I agree with
0: you. It's very interesting because I had a conversation. I keep remembering my friend Mike. I should try to get him to be on the show one day. We went during an anime episode. It might be kind of fun. But anyway... We talked about Sora Online and I, and we were talking about how basically the only real way you could do an MMO story is basically do Sora Online. Like it basically had to be, it has to be a death game. Otherwise there's no tension. There's Mm. no like, it would be just boring because it'd just be a bunch of nerds playing an MMO. Mm. But I think so. The thing I liked about this game is it wasn't a death game, but yet at the same time, the whole, the, the concept of the, of the race to get the egg. Made it yes. suspenseful, made it interesting. So it was like, it was, it was very, it made me happy seeing that another MMO story other than one where you end up dead can exist what? and be exciting. Mm-hmm.
1: Keep in mind that loved. the Sixers, the mm-hmm. IOI Corporation, did actually kill, kill, people. People. kill
2: people. But you bro. know what? Yeah. Look at Harry. Look at the best storylines. Look at but Harry. But yeah, Potter.
1: it wasn't like if your avatar dies, you're dead. Yeah, yeah.
2: like yeah. Harry Potter is. There's the real world, but it's it's an intolerable place, and there's this other world that you can escape to. The magical mm-hmm. world is escapism. In Sword Art Online, you know, every the the, the real world is fine. But it's this, it, it's this concept that people have of this other world mm-hmm. that you can use for escapism. But Sword Art Online doesn't really make it about escapism. It's just this other place that we go to where we can be fairies and fight with swords. This makes <laughs> the real world an intolerable place. And like Harry Potter, you can, quote-unquote, escape to this other world where anything is possible. And yeah. I have to think right.
0: that's something that appeals to people. Which is why I think, actually, Sora Online past the first half of the season becomes horribly not as interesting hmm. because there really is no. I and mean, granted, you know, Austin is kidnapped, but I mean, there really is no major threat. Like if he dies, like when he goes to save her and he dies, it's like, oh, let's go try that again. Oh,
1: I might have to go back to like an earlier save point. Earlier but save I will. Point. I'll do oh, it. No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that that was that was kind of it was refreshing to see that it could be done and it was interesting mm-hmm. to me at least. Yeah. The second thing I want to bring up is I don't know if you guys realize this but the, the 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 concept of the oasis and the hardware and the technology is really not that far off. Right. Like if you guys well, it seems like they're having a lot of fun on that party boat. But anyway, sorry. Oh, Okay. I I don't know if you guys can hear it or not. No, they, no. No, oh, they have their music pumping and they're like all yelling and chatting and Ooh, it must be fun. Anyway, what I wanted to say was is that are any of you familiar with the Oculus Rift? Nope. Okay. The Oculus Rift is basically the headset up for like the the, uh, the the Oasis uses. It's basically it's a virtual reality headset. Do some research. It'd be interesting to see you guys take a look at it, and then we can come back in the next episode. We can tap on and touch on it. And but basically, the only things that are missing from what could potentially be the oasis and this, besides you know the amazing graphics, well, the, the Oculus Search has amazing graphics. Like it okay. can it pulls off like, like graphics on par with gaming today. But the only thing is missing is like, you know, probably like the hand, like the, the haptic stuff, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, like the hands and I don't think there's full body suits yet, obviously, but I could see that being technology that we could see in the next 25 years. Right. So I, I, so I see that that's the cool, the cool thing about it is, is is that. It's a very, like, it's, it's a fantasy book, but it's a fantasy book that has a very, very, very good chance of becoming reality. It's more likely
2: than not. It's more likely than not.
1: And that's what, I think that's what we were saying at the beginning. What Ryan's point was is like the premise of our world becoming intolerable could definitely happen. And the technology getting to that point. Yeah,
4: definitely.
2: It's it's like saying social, it's like reading a book. Social security went bankrupt. Like Mm -hmm. we think that Mm -hmm. could happen.
4: Yeah. Like, yeah. we believe yeah. in well, right Definitely. And, you know, I read somewhere the other day that they're working on ducks. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. <laughs> That'd that, be so awesome. Know.
3: Yeah.
1: Personally, I think they should prioritize those crazy high speed trains that could get you from one coast to the other in a matter of part hours part. because we part. can travel to see our friends. We can. Yeah, we, so, we're
0: having a hard time trying to build our own high speed train in California. So yeah. I definitely yeah,
1: yeah. have. I know. We're fighting the. the Plus, it would be. I'm sure it would be very. Expensive.
0: We can build the oasis. We just can't get to
2: Oregon. I know. Which is also a problem for <laughs> our protagonist for the main characters.
1: Yes. Yeah. If only we had a rich friend with a private yes. jet. Oh, I will fly you to my Oregon. To Oregon. Yeah.
3: yeah. To
4: <laughs> I will do my play the lottery.
2: Well, I think this episode should be called "One of Us Is a Black Lesbian."
4: No, he's not a lesbian. <laughs> I like that.
2: No, she a, a um, black
1: woman. The friend is the, she was oh, I know, but Bob's joke about
4: he was saying Bob is not yeah, a lesbian? He Never said mind. he wasn't a lesbian. So. Bob is not a lesbian. Yeah. Bob, is not a lesbian. Yeah. Bob
2: is not a lesbian. Alternate title.
0: There you go. Yeah. Well, um, saying, but, but they, this is a black woman who isn't a lesbian. How about that? Uh, yes. right. I know. Yeah.
4: Um, I'm gonna can I change the subject just for a second? Sure. The giant gnome put out a new thirteenth hour, Ryan. Oh, I was just reading up on that um, the other day. It's like 15 minutes. So I gotta tell you, go.
2: I've been listening. I finished all of the um, Star Trek outposts, and I've been looking for other um, fan fiction like audio series to read. And I found a terrible one.
4: <laughs> well, like, no. I don't want that one. Thank you. I found,
2: like a, well, it just it was, like the writing was like it was just depressing at the end. But like if you're looking for great audio theater to listen to at work, and you've run out of pillows and everything, listen to Giant Gnome Productions. They are very good.
4: Also,
1: Sue, while I was cleaning house the other day, I listened to Beyond Belief. Yay! <laughs> First star on the Frank wrong. That the was the episode I listened to with, oh, like, that one's good. the crazy pan. And it's, like, the battle of wills between Frank and the pan. <laughs> it was really funny.
2: <laughs> it, was totally, okay. it was
1: hysterical. But anyway.
2: H was said, a lesbian, though, yes? Uh, yes.
1: yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. why she got that, kicked out of her house. Yes, so so I got overconfused. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: got overconfused. mm mm-hmm. And his love interest was a Canadian.
1: Was um, was Artemis? Artemis, was Canadian, Artemis and, Artemis and she has like a scar on her face or something. Or yes, a birthmark. She does. She or does a
0: birthmark. Yeah,
1: yeah, a yes. wine
4: wine birthmark.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, Wade wait, was rescued on... a a wine birthmark?
4: That's what they call when when you have a a red birthmark mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a big patch or splotch. It's it's called a wine birthmark. Do they? Go there might away be another part of that.
2: My cousin but, had one when she was born, but I don't believe she still has it. Can they go away over time?
1: Or maybe she had it removed. Maybe I don't know. I think
2: know. She, it was yeah.
1: Lauren. Like oh, no. I think her hair grew over it because it, it was over. the top of her head. Oh,
2: yeah, maybe. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah.
2: All right. So we got to get Bob on a party boat. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. So what we'll be doing in future episodes. We're going to do a Dead Poets. We'll do
4: Dead Poets,
1: and lines. we'll have a double. We'll double to... up
4: next week on Sword Art. Sword Art. We'll, we'll have to wait until I'm done pet sitting to be able to do Dead Poets. That's fine. Because I can't get it through Netflix or anything here, and I'm not away. Yeah. yeah All right, no so worries. we'll,
2: we'll put that off for a couple of weeks. But next week, definitely catch up on *Sworn* online. Bob can catch up on *Girl Meets World* when he gets yes. back off the boat.
4: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I kind of watched that. Ryan's um, movie pick the other day after, oh, um, after we did the podcast. That was really good. Bouillon, I enjoyed did it. You like
2: that? That was good. I did. There was, there was, I like the little kid. Huckleberry Fox, which is great. He's a cute kid, kid actor too. That's great. I'm glad you liked it. I was very nervous. I'm like, please tell me my childhood was not. I know.
1: (laughs) Oh, and I just want to say one thing really, really quick. Um, (laughs) Given last week's episode about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we, Mm -hmm. I remember I brought up the point of Kevin Clash doing the voice of Splinter and also doing (laughs) the voice of Elmo, and I was like flabbergasted by that. And it's funny because this week on Facebook, one of my cousins. He put up, he's like, you know, voice actors can really amaze you. I just found out that the voice of Splinter in the 1990s movie <laughs> Teenage Ninja Turtles is the same guy that does Elmo. I'm like, right? Well, my story on that is I'm, kind kind of
2: I'm the funny. proud office geek. There were several of us, but I'm the only one who still works there. And someone was like, are you seeing the Teenage Ninja Turtles movie? I'm like, I just saw the one from the 90s. I <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, I'm behind. I'm never going to make it. I no, 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 no. I want to see yeah. it just because Whoopi's in there.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I haven't seen seen it
0: yet. I couldn't get any of my friends to see it. Oh, you didn't go? You didn't see it yet? No, I couldn't get any of my friends to go see it with me and I really didn't want to go like in the morning because that's yeah. when I would have had to have gone with all the kids and being, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. I would that's, oh, like, yeah. that's like that's like alert like just definitely. flashing in my head. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I'm like I think I'll wait till like my friend Lucas said he'll go with me. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll go see it sometime. The I mean, 25st trains, 2 hours to
1: Fresno.
4: We're just, we're just going, just going to ho- go the Oasis yeah. and go no, to a virtual movie theater. What I'm theater. just saying? So Bob is just mm-hmm. I know the Whoopi's in The Noon Teenage, but is she one of the turtles, too?
0: No, she's not a turtle.
4: Okay, because I saw just a clip of it the other day, and I stopped Mm -hmm. to watch it, and I saw her, and then I saw one of the turtles, and I was like, whoa, that's Whoopi, too. But I didn't hear it. It was just the face. No. And so I wondered.
0: Okay. Mm. By just the way, I just want to make I want to make a quick redaction uh, to our previous TMNT episode. Um, I had said that someone had posted Johnny Knoxville as the voice of Leonardo was was false, but in reality, it is true. He's actually oh. Leonardo is the only turtle that is actually voiced by a different actor than the motion captor actor. So oh. Johnny Knoxville is the voice of Leonardo in okay. the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I just wanted to say that to correct myself, so I didn't, you know. Lie on the internet because yeah. you Cause know no one's ever done that. No, yeah, never. no, we
4: don't want to lie on the internet. That's
0: bad. But anyway, so is there anything else we'd like to talk about before nope, we wrap we, up? and Bob, we got four minutes till
2: Girl Meets World begins, so this is good timing.
0: Excellent, because there's something I need to tell you guys quickly off-air. So, in All that right. case, All right. that's going to bring this episode of Point of View Weekly to a close. For those of you who've been listening to us live, we appreciate you joining us in the Ustream chat and also in the Skype chat. And for those of you, of you who are listening home on your iPods or your MP3 devices, thank you for listening as well. We'll be sure to let you guys know when we'll be recording next on our Facebook page, so be sure to be uh, a friend of that on your Facebook account. But until then, I've been Bob. I've been Ryan.
4: I'm Danielle. And I'm Sue.
0: And from all of us here at the Poova Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, non-new, we wish non-new. you a very good night. Good night, everyone.
4: Good night. 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 night.